Iceberg Podcast. I'm Ashley Nickel with the Packer and PMG, and we have with us today John Holly, Senior Director of Government Relations for the United Fresh Produce Association. John, thanks so much for being with us today. Absolutely, Ashley. Uh, thanks so much for having me, and glad to be here uh, with your listeners. Of course. So today we're going to be talking about something that uh, we were just visiting before we hit record here. Wasn't something we anticipated being an issue at the beginning of the year, but here we are, the lumber shortage, which, you know, everyone's probably heard about in the news as far as ramifications for real estate and things like that, um, has really shown up for us in a big way in the produce industry on the topic of pallets. So, John, tell us a little bit about, you know, when you first started hearing about this and how this has kind of developed into a challenge for, for the produce industry. Great. Well, it's a it's a great question, Ashley. And, um, you know, I think over the last year, our industry has gone through things that uh, we've never expected. Um, certainly a pallet shortage was not on the top of our list of things that we would expect to be dealing with. Um, but that is one of the problems that has come out of the COVID-19 situation. Um, so we're dealing with a shortage uh, of pallets throughout the produce industry. Um, it's been because of a number of challenges that we are dealing with. Uh, One is on the trade side, um, and that is cost-related and the availability of pallets. Um, And and the other is really a challenge in making sure that there's some flexibility uh, with the folks who are dealing with our pallets. So we're we're dealing with a perfect storm of challenges with regards to this issue. And as you pointed out, uh, it wasn't on our radar screen, but it certainly is now. And what, what are you hearing as far as what the, the outlook is for this, uh, how long these higher prices might stick around, how long it might be difficult to, to get pallets? Yeah, no. So uh, another great question. Um, so we're, we're trying to approach this from a, a multi-pronged approach, which is one, obviously, we want to make sure that there is a pallet availability. Uh, we also want to make sure that the folks that we're dealing uh, with throughout the supply chain are being as flexible as they can. Um, to deal with pallets that are available, uh, because there is a pallet availability, um, but it's just not uh, pallets that are typically used throughout the supply chain. Uh, So we're trying to work with the retailers that we deal with to make sure that they can be as flexible as possible. Um, The reality is, is that some of the other cost factors that everybody who uses wood products are dealing with are really outside of our control. Um, And so even though while we're weighing in with members of Congress, uh, with others throughout the supply chain world, um, a lot of these challenges are are beyond our control. So we're going to keep working on it from our perspective um, and make sure that uh, our folks in the industry can be as flexible as possible uh, to work with our folks who are desperate to provide supply, uh, but may not be able to do so under the current regulations. Mm -hmm. And for, for folks who might be, be newer to the produce industry or, or work on a different area of the supply chain, what is kind of the, the main challenge with getting folks to accept pallets that maybe aren't to their normal specification? I'm guessing maybe it's everything from how many fit on a truck to, you know, configuration going into the receiving and things like that. Like, what, what are the reasons that it may be hard for, for folks to be flexible or, or that might be kind of a, a challenging conversation right now? 
Yeah, so um, another great question, uh, Ashley. Um, a lot of it is the infrastructure that's involved in moving produce um, and making sure that uh, the folks at the retail level um, have the equipment to make sure that the pallets that are uh, able to be used at this moment um, are suitable for uh, their infrastructure. So that's obviously the first challenge that we're dealing with. And then a lot of it is about flexibility. So obviously we wanna make sure that the produce that we're dealing with uh, is dealt with safely um, and is dealt with care. Um, and so making sure that we can work directly with our produce retailers to ensure that that's the case. Um, I have to say that a lot of our retail friends um, are understanding the challenges that we're dealing with and are trying to work with us um, to deal with this situation. It's one of those things that I think is uh, temporary uh, but it's something that needs to be addressed right now. Um, so we're certainly gla uh, glad that uh, we have retail partners who are trying to help our folks uh, during this process. Excellent. And what have been some of the steps that, that you guys at United have taken to try and, um, you know, kind of advocate for, for different parties here and, and help everybody get on the same page and get through this? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's something that we've been really focused on. And a lot of it is about the relationships that we built directly um, throughout the supply chain um, is that, you know, the retail industry, which is part of our membership here at United Fresh Produce Association, um, obviously, over the last year, we've dealt with a lot of challenges. And so one of the things that has come out of that is that it has strengthened the bonds and the relationships uh, throughout everyone in the supply chain. And so we reached out directly to folks at the retail level and said, you know, please work with us. Um, we've got a problem that we know has to be solved. If it can't be solved, it's not good for you. It's not good for the folks that are growing the food and everybody in between. So we've been really thrilled by the response uh, at the retail level. Um, so I think, you know, you can say uh, that not a lot good came out of the last year. Um, but one of the things is that we all realize that we are in this supply chain together in the produce world, and we all have to help each other. Um, and this is one of those instances in which uh, we can do that. Gotcha. And so what's the, um, so for, for maybe, maybe growers shippers who are, are having a, a hard time with this right now, is there a, uh, is there a resource you know, that they can go to maybe like an FAQs or, you know, something that you appoint people to if they're running into some of these, some of these same things you guys have been working on? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, United Fresh always provides resources to its members. So it certainly urge uh, folks to uh, look at our website. There's a broad industry coalition uh, that's getting even broader beyond the uh, fresh produce side that's talking about this issue and contacting members of Congress um, as well as some of the folks within the industry. Um, so, you know, this is not something that only produce is dealing with, but it's something that all forms of businesses are dealing with. So obviously I urge you to, to check out our website um, and we'll make sure that resources are available to folks out there in the more uh, broad community. Gotcha. And then what kind of help is the industry looking for from Congress, from, from, you know, outside parties as far as how to, uh, how to move, move through this as quickly as possible? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's one of those issues in which um, it, it may seem a little bit strange in the current times that we're in, but we're not asking Congress for uh, financial resources to solve this issue uh, and throw money at the problem. We're just asking 
for them to solve some of the logistical uh, challenges that we are dealing with, uh, with getting wood to uh, the suppliers um, and getting wood to the folks that need it. Um, so there's really no specific congressional ask that's out there. Um, it's just making sure that we can uh, keep the, uh, the system moving forward uh, so that we cannot uh, deal with some of these challenges uh, in the months ahead. And what are some of those some of those logistical things they they can help with? I'm imagining some some cutting of red tape, perhaps, or, or what are, what does some of those things look like? I, I think you put it a good way. Um, some of it is cutting the red tape. Uh, some of it is dealing with some of the trade challenges that we have. Uh, we're glad to be working with the uh, Canadian Produce Marks, uh, Marketing Association. Uh, on relieving some of these challenges. And as you put it, it is about cutting that red tape and, and getting some of those cogs working within the system. Everybody, I think, feels pretty good about the, the system going forward, which is why we're not calling for major changes. Um, it's just we're at one of those points in the year in which it's uh, very expensive and very difficult uh, to get those pallets available. I'm sure that uh, many of your listeners have heard about some of the increases in costs uh, in home building, um, and, and other uh, issues in which you're dealing with lumber uh, costs and, and usage. Um, we're just trying to get over this hump, and, and we think that we've uh, got the right steps in place to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure the, the timing of this is also, of course, less than ideal because we've heard so much about the increased cost of freight recently, too. So it's kind of one thing piling on another a little bit at this point, right? Absolutely, Ashley. And um, you know, when I talk to our produce uh, folks, uh, no matter where they are in the supply chain, what they ask me for is certainty. Um, and whether that comes in uh, the issue of labor or whether it comes into input costs with things like pallets or uh, other things of that nature, or whether it comes to environmental regulations, they just want to know what is the next five years going to look like? What is the next year going to look like? And I think the last year has taught us that sometimes we never know. Um, But as prepared as we can be, we should be prepared um, so that when these problems arise, um, we can be prepared to deal with them. So uh, that's what I've really heard from our folks is, okay, we knew there might be a challenge with pallets, but tell us what the challenge is going to be like six months from now, a year from now, and we'll figure out how to deal with it. Mm And any uh, any updates since since freight is on my brain now as I'm thinking about these different things. Yeah. Um, I- anything in particular you guys are, are working on on the, on that front or, or conversations around that topic? Yeah, obviously um, uh, freight within the United States, making sure that uh, we can uh, continue to move fresh produce along is is something that's always paramount in our efforts. Um, luckily, even though we've been dealing with the COVID crisis, um, our folks have stepped up and the supply chain has adjusted um, to dealing with how we deliver produce um, and where we deliver it to. Uh, as we come back into some sense of normalcy, um, you know, obviously shifting the uh, supply chain back is going to be a priority and making sure that it happens as smoothly as it can. I will bring up um, one of the challenges that we've had is with particularly the port issues in the West Coast um, and making sure that we can get fresh produce overseas. Um, That's vital uh, to our industry. And so that's something that's certainly been uh, front of mind over the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Well, and I know we had, was it, um, was it two years ago? I'm, I'm losing track of time here, but when the hours of service regulations, when, when we saw freight, freight prices, you know, spike dramatically during that, what, what I was told recently was, you know, yes, it's, it's sort of similar in that, you know, things are elevated right now, but that was a little more short term. This might be something that we see stick around for a little bit longer with driver shortages and things like that. Is that your impression too? Yeah, I mean, driver shortages is definitely something that is a concern to a lot of our folks. Um, the hours of service exemption that was pushed through um, was certainly something that we welcomed. Um, having that put into law is something that's absolutely vital for us. Again, it gets to that point of certainty um, so that we don't have to keep guessing. Is, is one administration going to change the rules um, and the other administration that follows it going to change them back? Um, so we certainly support uh, legislation that will uh, keep those hours of service changes in effect. Um, again, it comes back to that issue of our folks are just trying to prepare for the future. And that future may be tomorrow. It may be uh, the week after that. It may be the year after that. Um, but the more certainty that we can bring them through federal laws uh, and, and legislation and obviously regulations, the better off they're going to be able to tackle uh, the challenges that they have before them. Awesome. Well, John, I, I think that's all I had for you. Anything uh, we're leaving out or anything else you wanted to add before we go? No, uh, Ashley, I just want to thank you and uh, all of your listeners um, and be sure to uh, eat your fresh fruits and vegetables. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, John. Sure. Appreciate you coming on today to talk about pallets and freight and, and the work you guys are doing behind the scenes to try and uh, smooth some of these processes uh, to whatever extent possible for the, the produce industry. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ashley. So that'll wrap us up for this episode of Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We encourage everyone to visit our previous episodes as well. Some of the recent ones include uh, conversations on truck rates and floral, uh, seven recommendations to prepare your business for the next decade, and women in produce. So take a listen to those as well. We really appreciate everyone uh, for contributing to co these conversations and for listening. And we'll see everybody next time on the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. <laughs>